This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Saudi cop, yo, 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 it's your boy Jay Hill, a.k.a. At Jay Hill Not Mean, a.k.a. The Banak Boy, a.k.a. The Sump Dumb Kid, recording live from the jungles of Thailand. That's right, it's me. I'm in my mom's village in Uban Ratachani. It is not the best place in the world. Uh, I love it here, but it's uh, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of wild animals. Got chickens everywhere. You got snakes. You got lizards. You got uh, water buffalo just roaming around. Yep, that's what I'm up to. Uh, so I've been here for the last. Let's see, seven days, no internet, no TV, no nothing, just chilling, eating great food, relaxing with the fam, and then earlier today, I called my girl, well, she's now my fiance, so uh, shout out for saying yes on this trip, Uh, shout out for, you know, dating someone better than you, and shout out to uh, True Love, yep, that's right, your boy's getting married. Uh, and then I call her, and she's like, hey, so you, have, uh, you haven't heard, have you? And I go, uh-oh. First thought is, they shot Obama, because I still can't believe we have a black president, honestly. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think that's crazy. Yo, shout out to Obama. Keep doing your thing, homie. Uh, then my immediate thought was, uh-oh, something happened with the Sixers. I thought Embiid's leg fell off. Uh, and then I go, oh, no. They fired Sam Hinkie, didn't they? And she goes, no, he resigned. So that's where I'm at. That's all I know. I still don't have any internet. I still don't know anything. Uh, the conversation was about maybe a, less than a minute long. She just said he resigned some like 13-page Jerry Maguire uh, manifesto leaked. So I don't know what that's about. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, guys. It's... uh. For a long trip. Here comes a, a motorcycle out here in the jungles of Thailand. The big homie Sam Hinky is no longer part of the team. She said maybe Brian Colangelo might join us. Ugh. I don't know what's going on, guys. It's a rough one. I don't even know. I don't even know, guys. I'm out here in the jungles of Thailand. No one's in sight except rice fields, water buffalo, and no Sam Hinky in my heart. Uh, it's a rough one. I'm actually going to walk up to the Buddhist temple, probably just meditate on this. Not even joking, for real. That's where I'm headed. We fed the monks earlier today. Maybe they got some advice. Probably just tell me all the world is suffering. Sam Hinkie's suffering. 
the Sixers fans are suffering. The process is suffering. But we'll see. Saudi cop. Peace. This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. My only friend. The end. Welcome to Super Hoopers. I am Matt Hill. I'm a comedy writer. And I do this podcast with John Hill, another comedy writer, uh, about the NBA. Speaking of John, he's across from me. He was in Thailand for two weeks. He's back. And right now he has a gun to his head because he's a Philly fan. And he's just found out. Well, you heard him finding out about Sam Hankey, and he's been thinking it, thinking it over on the plane back. And it doesn't look good, John. No, I tried to pull the uh, emergency door. <laughs> try to get right I, out I the tried, plane. Huh? I tried. I don't to know. Jump. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. This is a serious situation. This is very serious. You yes. are. You know. You're on uh, whatever. Don't, don't enable. You're on suicide watch. Yeah. Oh uh, man. So so yeah. This was this. You're in. You're in. And we opened this podcast with you in the wild of Thailand. Yeah. In your in your mom's village. Yep. And you get this hinky news. Yeah. Like literally. You call your fiance. Yes, yes. Oh, she, th- oh, thanks. Thanks for, uh, for congratulating me. Thanks oh, yeah. for oh, yeah, congratulating. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Thanks, Matt. I really well, congratulations. appreciate it. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, oh, oh, thanks, I, Matt. You know, yeah, thanks. I was dealing with my own issues, as yeah, you Matt know. Yeah, Matt had his own issues. I uh, developed carpal uh, tunnel syndrome. Yeah. I've taken to wearing a wrist b- uh, brace, and uh, that's always a fun cup. Oh, what happened to your wrist? Carpal tunnel, you know. Car- carpal just tunnel. Been, just been computering really hard and, you know, got yeah. a, developed a carpal tunnel. Yeah. I don't think it's really carpal tunnel. You, okay, whatever it is. No one, no one wants to hear about me being old. They want to hear about you and, you know, you're, you're, you're scared or you're, you're, you want to give up. You know, it was so... What you heard is actually true. So, I, my mom lives in, like, the buoys of time. Like, we're talking dirt roads... Like chickens. rice farms, literally water buffalo just roam the streets. Mm-hmm. There's 15 chickens, wild jungle dogs. That like it's. it's we should rural. say you're a Sixers fan. You're a hardcore. I don't know if yeah, we said that. No, you're a we, hardcore Sixers. They fan. know. They, they know. You know they, okay. they know. If they know. Um. Yeah. So I call my girl, my fiance, and she just goes, <clears throat> you know, Sam Hinkie resigned, and there's a 13-page Jerry Maguire letter out there. And uh, okay, I'll talk to you later. And that's it. That's all I hear for. And I have no internet, no TV, or nothing for the you next like three days. <laughs> now imagine. Now imagine this. Imagine not knowing anything. Imagine being a guy who you know. I grew up on the Sixers, and then after Iverson, I stopped. Like I didn't care about him. And then around the time, right before Hinky comes in, I re, I re-sign up. Doug Collins disaster, right. Andrew Bynum disaster. It's like the absolute worst. And then they bring in this guy, Sam Hinkie. A man with a vision. A man with a vision. A, a man, bold man. <clears throat> yeah, a guy that like... A walking TED Talk. A walking TED Talk. I mean... A I man with a, a beautiful mind. A beautiful mind. A man that I admire so much. I made a freaking short film about him. You did. Yes. You did. You did. I mean, that's right. It's like an eight. Well, how long is it? It's not eight minutes. It's about three minutes. Okay. All right. Well, Sorry. Shout, shout out to Mike Levin. Yeah. And Katie Foster. Uh, and then he sees it. I meet him at Summer League. Oh, he saw it. Oh, he saw it. Uh-huh. And I have to talk to this guy. He saw your short film. Yeah. 
Yeah, Mike and Jake Pavorsky introduced me to him, and then he's talking, and then he was like, hey... He's like, of course I saw it. I see everything. So now I have to talk see, to this. I see like, all, know all. According, you, <clears throat> I, I wish you were quoted in the letter, John. I, 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 he should have talked about the video in the letter. Well, you needed to uh, hold I mean, the had, letter up to a, a oh, blue okay. There was a secret yeah. message to it's you. It's like a national treasure. You okay, know? Yeah, right. It aligns up to the stars on the on the uh, summer solstice. And uh, yeah, like that's that's my fandom. Like that's like I'm I'm the dude like... When the Sixers come in town, I spend all my money on the best seats. Like, that's all I care about. This is like the Sixers and Sam Hinkie is why. They're they're your only hobby, pretty much. This is pretty much my, yeah. Yeah, That's that's, that's my big hobby. This is why we do the podcast. This is why we do the podcast. Right. Uh, Um, So this episode, just we should just say, this episode, we're just going to talk about Sam Hinkie. Yeah, this is a very special Obviously, this is a huge moment in your life. I mean, you just got engaged. Which one was bigger? Well, what you know, was, what was a bigger emotional response? Well, you from know, you? you know what they say, like, uh, you know, life moves in waves, you know, uh-huh. like for every valley, there's a peak and there's right. always a, a yin to your yang. OK, and so that, that was, was it. it. So it was like the major high of like, she yeah, said, yes, she said, yes, life is great. I'm, I'm a week later. I'm in Kosamui. I got a resort. Life like I got a butler. You got an infinity I got, pool. I got an infinity pool. This is this is the this greatest. Couldn't get better. Couldn't. Absolute like lobster on the reg. Oh, nice. Like everything. And then I'm sleeping with salamanders. Yeah, you go to being in a village. I'm waking the rooster is waking me up. There's dirt, there's everything. And then I mean, I'm thirty two and I'm living with my mom for a week. So even if that's not even like it's not even like you're living at your mom's house. You're living in your mom's hut. I'm living (laughs) in my mom's hut with like dirt everywhere. Right, right. You know? And then Sam Hinky quits right he quits on you yeah. and that's all i know that's, i like that's there's a jerry Maguire letter in that so. oh I, we should mention too you gr- did some graffiti in the village you wrote hinky forever well, somewhere. Yeah, you sent me a photo of it I, yeah and we'll post that on the, you should put on that Facebook. on instagram you did, did you uh, uh i posted gra- it on twitter that? I don't, okay i'll gram it oh, okay and we'll right, put maybe. it on facebook but yeah you know so so you know at that point it was like you know what like in Uban Ratachani, there is a sign for the rest of the they world. Will, no one will, will ever know. Hinky forever. Well, Hinky knows because Hinky sees everything. He sees everything. Like, <laughs> he sees everything. Maybe Hinky's there it. right now just staring at his own he little probably, sign that you He's made. probably there, yeah. Uh, Teaching, I wouldn't put it past yeah, him. Maybe nope. he's going to go find a guru in Thailand he or be will, a Buddhist yeah. monk. He might. After reading that letter. Yeah, and that's uh, uh, literally what I did. Like, we, we wake up, we feed the monks, because that's what you do. Right. Got to feed then, the monks. And then then I hear the, the news, so... So I guess we'll just go kind of through. Like I said, we're gonna just do all hinky because you're. You this know, is you're, it. We're getting it out of the way. This is it. Yeah, One day, let's be done I'm with it. Endlessly fascinated by the Sixers. I think the Sixers are one of the most fascinating teams in the league. I mean, not anymore, but um, I think after the Warriors. I mean that. Say what you want about whatever you believe. Like, hey, he. There's no reason that team should be this discussed. Oh yeah. So like, give him credit for that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's he's the Kim Kardashian of uh, of entertainment when it comes to the Sixers. Like people talk uh, about him. People yeah. talk to Kim Kardashian of NBA GMs. I well, guess you know, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, that was. You I know. mean, it's a spiritually, stretch. spiritually. So I guess yeah. So I guess let's let's start. I guess let's start at the beginning. Yeah. So uh, so three days later, Was I get it? internet. Okay. Right. I go back to Bangkok before I fly home, uh-huh. and I get internet. So then I start. Figuring stuff out, <laughs> right? Like, what do you mean figuring stuff out? Like, well, and then I'm you're like, seeing what happened. I'm seeing what happened, but everyone has reacted to it, right? Everyone's so, already 
it's like watching the news cycle has moved past. So it. it's like someone spoiled the sixth sense for me and now I'm watching it. And I'm right. like, okay, I know he's dead the whole time, but yeah. what you're, is this you're, movie? You're listening to the Low Post podcast with him the day before he resigns, looking for signs. Oh, no. How about I hear, for I after knowing he resigned, I said, wait, he did an interview? He doesn't do interviews. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, when did he do the interview? And then I found out he did it the day did before. You, but no, seriously, so did you, did you listen to that podcast? Oh, yeah. And... What's weird about, from my recollection of the podcast, there's no hint that he's going to resign. Oh, well, see, that's where is it? it gets interesting. So if you know there is stuff. Oh, man, there's some good stuff. But he's, is he trying, so is he, what's he doing on that podcast? Is he trying to make himself sound good? No, I mean, I think he, like, yes and no. He hides it very well. But there's some parts where, there's one part where you're like, you know, uh, Zach goes, but isn't it easy? Isn't it easy just to lose all these games? And you yeah. hear Sam go, no, it's very hard. Huh. And he and he talks about the toll it takes. And you know, now you're like, oh my God, he knows how he's hard dead. this is. He knows he's, because he's he knows like, he no, no, dude, th- I did this plan. And what you don't realize is it's I'm, over. I'm it's over. failed. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, oh, dude, like. You're right. This is so hard. He just made a decision. But what's weird about that podcast, though, it's like he's going on that podcast. I so I guess to get his name out there or get his point of view out there. But what's weird about it is Zach Lowe's not in on it at all. None. No. So, so Zach Lowe's coming at him hard. Yeah. Like Zach Lowe's like, oh, I got a hinky interview. Yeah. And I'm gonna like go at him about the process. So it's this weird. They're like. They have opposing things they want to accomplish. Because if you listen to the podcast, I always found it interesting. I'm like, well, Hinky's not answering any of these questions. Like, yeah. he's, I guess, just trying to make himself sound good or, or yeah. you know, get what he's doing out there. Um, but no, if you get, if you have a lot of time, go back and listen to it now knowing. That's not <laughs> Because it's kind of like, oh, wow. There's a lot of little things. You know, when Zach rolls, I'm like, is it fair to say that you haven't found that player yet? And there's a long pause. And you're just like... That's it. Like he's Zach. Right, I mean, got they him. haven't. They haven't. They I haven't. Mean, that, but 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 you can tell in Sam's head. He's like, yeah, that's kind of why I'm why I'm gone. Yeah, that's I me. Mean, that's why that's, he's gone. That's why this didn't work. Okay, so let's go to the beginning. Yeah, he gets the job, you know, and he pursues this plan of we need to be really bad for a few years. Actually, let's go back. Okay, let's go let's back. Go, let's, let's go, go back. back. All right, I take, take is, me back to where I you want to go. I think this is one thing that people are really missing about this as a Sixers fan. Okay, and this is one thing that you know. We talked about in the last episode, you know, I always dog Minnesota or something, you know, but I'm not a real Minnesota Timberwolves fan. So it's easy for me to say, same thing with the Kings, you're a garbage organization. You don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. But if you talk to Kings fans, you know, and you're like, Vex an idiot. And he's like, hey, he's better than the Maloofs. So I think that's uh, one part. I don't think most okay. Kings fans are smart enough to know that the Maloofs came before. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but I think that, you know, and uh, earlier this year, Kings fan even told me, he's like, hey, man, I haven't seen the playoffs in 12 years. That's all I want. You know, and you're like, oh, OK, now, OK, that kind of opened up. So you have to understand that Sixers fans, since Iverson, right. the team has been horrible, like really bad in the East. Right. They made it to the playoffs once in 12 years, barely as an eighth seed. Uh-huh. You know, and they got, and then they catch that luck of they Rose, catch that luck, Rose and right? Noah being injured, and so, they get to the second round. Second round, yeah. Right. Now, 
And then you have Doug Collins, and then they do the Bynum trade. Right. Remember who we lost in the Bynum trade? I don't know. Iggy? We lost the finals MVP and Iggy, our only good player. We lost Nick Vucevic. We lost Mo Harkless. So our last two first-round picks. Uh-huh. We trade two future first-round picks. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We had no first picks. And then Doug... Um, and also... The, I, I'm sorry. It might not have been two. It might have been one in some seconds. But we also lost another first when Doug Collins drafted Arnett Moultrie and mm-hmm. traded a first-round pick for Arnett Moultrie, who can't, who is out of the league two years later. Right. But, you know, great name. But great name. Great name. <laughs> so remember, so that's where we're at as fans. We make a big move. You're, you're, yeah, the guy doesn't, doesn't play. Out. We have no first-round picks coming to us. All our two, our last two first round picks are gone. Iggy, our only good player, is gone, and now we're stuck with Evan Turner, mm. Spencer Hall. Very unlikable. Yeah, even more unlikable. Yeah, and Thad Young, who's who's good, who's like good. Yeah, but he's but, not. He's a. He's like a. He's a starter. Yes, he's not a star. Yes, or even. But he's, he's probably he's making even, too much money. At he's the not time. even the second best player on a title. No, team. and he he's was making maybe not even the third best player. And he was making close to what ten, twelve million a year. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I know you're Andrew invest- Holiday. Andrew Holiday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Drew Holiday, yeah. who just barely snuck in as an all star. He was okay. an all star reserve. So you guys. Yeah. So I get it. You know, you okay. guys are mired in medi- mediocrity. You don't have any first round picks. No way out for the last no, twelve years. And you're also in the East, which makes it even more sad that you it's can't, really can't get anything. Bad. Right. Yeah. So I get it. He comes in and he has his plan. We're gonna tear it down and we're gonna get assets. Mm-hmm. The idea being, and I I mean, I don't know if he ever said this, but I think the I think the idea was we'll be bad for three years. In one of those three years, we will land a superstar in the draft. And then we'll build around those super that superstar. Yes. Yes. I, I, no, I, um, I yeah, I would say that's a good. I think. I think one of the things that people don't understand is it's always about flexibility. Like, oh, it, so he okay? I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So he could have got a superstar some way, other way. Yeah, if he could have traded the, for I, the idea is we look. It, it, it's true in the NBA. You need one superstar yeah, at yeah, least. Yeah. So how do you get that? The easiest way to get it is in the draft. But sure, every once in a while you get lucky and you get you trade for James Harden. Exactly. And like, let's say if the on that first draft they get you know Wiggins or they get Embiid well, the healthy. First draft there was no one good, right? Because yeah, the first draft was Nerlens. the Noel. The number one pick was Andrew Bennett. Or no, what's his Anthony name? Bennett. Anthony yeah, Bennett. He's not in the league That's anymore. That's how bad he is. He's so yeah, he's bad. not in the league <laughs> that is, His name is just, he, he's just the, forgotten. The best player in that draft. Oh, also, we should say that this has been ridiculous. So a lot of people have been killing Hinky for not drafting Giannis. Come on. Oh, my you God. You can't. Nobody was going to draft Giannis. Yeah. That's not even... That's, okay, well, then Dan, Danny Ainge is a horrible yeah, that's GM. that's not a fair criticism. And for 13... You, you should have had Giannis. People out there, well, you, why didn't you... You're such a good... You're such a genius. Why didn't you get Giannis? Okay, no one saw Giannis coming. No, that's right? like... Come on. If that's your argument, like, you're an idiot. To get... They got... In that draft, they got Noel and MCW, And right? MCW. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think you have to give them credit for that draft. But... Yeah, so there's not a superstar in that draft. But, but I would say this. Like, if... Oh, well, New Orleans was hurt. But, like, let's say... You know, MCW was this amazing guy, and let's say, you know, Nerlens came back and he was great. They would have rode that out. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, I think, I think, I think we're both on board with the process itself. Like, I think it was a good plan, and most, and it's also, but it's also not a revolutionary plan. Like no. most, I mean, Orlando has been doing it. Yep. 
Minnesota's been doing it. That, what Milwaukee. was radical is the Sixers kind of took it to another level. They took it to They were the like, extreme. we are going to get rid of everybody. Yeah. Like, we're not going to have anybody. We're going to use all our roster spots for young guys and yeah. upside. We're just, you know, we're burning it down. They cared about roster spots. And I'm taking this from Derek Bodner, uh, a great, the best Sixers writer out there. They cared about spots one through five on the roster. Six through ten. They did not care about. Absolutely didn't care. Like, well, you're, six you're, through 15. I think you get 15 roster spots. Oh, I, I meant yeah, six. The next 10. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the, and 11 through 15. And 11 through they, 15. They, they just really literally just had trash cans. Yeah, they had trash cans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was their thing. They just figured, like, you know, and it's true. You can always build those guys. You can yeah. find, like, you don't, like, you don't need a third point guard at this point. No, no, right. no, no, no. But I okay. So let's go through the, the let's go through some of the critiques. Yeah. First critique, most notably uh, levied by Tim Bontemps, is that Hinky. Oh, before that, okay. because I think there is one other part we're missing. All right. To that is, it wasn't just the players. Like understand that the Sixers and their organization doesn't have a practice facility. They literally practice at. Oh, okay. So yeah, co- there, there was other things that they did to build a team and build a culture. So he invests heavily in sports science, sports science, analytics, analytics. The coach, right? I mean, getting he has this extensive search to find, you know, the next, you know, the next great coach. Yes, and so a lot of the other things, like this idea that like it's all numbers and it's just this. It's like no, no, no. That organization, like they literally could not play two games of basketball at the same time. If they were playing a full court game, no one could practice free throws. They only had one. They had one court. It was, it <laughs> was smaller than my gym. This is a professional team. It was a joke of an organization. or whatever Right? It was. Yeah. Exactly. So that, and all that was being built up to. Okay. Which for a Sixers fan, we had never seen before. You're like, great. So, so they are building from, the, like, the place was so bad. It wasn't just like, this idea that, Oh, they're just going to try to hope and get LeBron James. That's the farthest from the truth. And also, it wasn't about one pick. It was about let's get as many chances as we right. can. Right. You know, the draft The draft is somewhat of a crapshoot. So, yeah, the let's, strategy is get a lot. Let's do but, that. Let's get the Kings swaps. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, did, he did all that. Okay, go ahead. But let's go. Okay, so critique one, as I mentioned, was there was an opacity to what he was doing. That he was not, he would basically, he's he wasn't communicating with the media. Yeah. He wasn't communicating his plan. Yeah. Um, and even in the letter, he says, I'm going to, I hid my light under a bush, uh, basically saying, you know, I, I, I didn't communicate my plan. It was a strategy because I wanted other GMs to think that I was stupid or something. Yes. With me. Now, the thing, that doesn't. I don't think that critique holds any water because everyone knew the plan. Absolutely. We all knew. That, like Me Jesus from LA, Christ. you knew exactly what, it was so obvious what the Sixers it were was, doing. It was, here's the thing, man. And then I'm catching up on all the podcasts. And every podcast, I'm like, you guys can't be this dumb. Everyone knows. Everyone. Everyone knew what he was everyone, doing. Every single podcast. And then like, even the starters. I love the starters. But guys, they were like, no one knew the plan. You talked about the tanking. We all knew for seasons. How and then did they you not like, know the plan? It was like, and then he drafts he drafts Embiid and Sarge, guys who can't play. Obviously, that's the plan. Like you're drafting these guys because you can. Your 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 owner's allowing you to draft you're, yes. guys who can't play because he knows there's a plan. Yeah. To basically 
be bad for a little you, while, yeah. acquire assets. It's like every Philly fan or yeah, everyone in Philadelphia seemed to know the plan or like at least the smart fans did. Did, did anyone not know the Sixers were tanking? Well, the thing is, maybe, maybe a few of the dumb GMs didn't know, like Vlade or something. No, but, every, but, but, every single person knew the Sixers were tanking. So if your argument is he doesn't, like you said, it's ridiculous. Oh, but what do you want him to do? You want him to have a press conference and be like, I'm trying to lose games, Adam Silver? No, of course, no, no, of course not. And of course he can't say that. You can't say so that. Wh- where this critique is coming from, it's all these beat writers and national writers angry that they didn't have access. Yes. And so what they're saying with that message, let's like, let's... T- Tear through the BS. Yeah. What they're saying is, hey, new GMs out there, you better give us access. You better talk to us. Yeah. Or else we are going to come at you like we came at Sam Hinkie. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it is. It's a complete BS critique. No, it's, it's, it's completely self-serving and driven by their need for information. And they were pissed that Sam Hinkie wasn't giving it to, it, yeah. to them. No, I mean, it's, I mean, the <clears throat> greatest thing that happened out of this, one of the greatest things that happened out of this was uh, Woj. The great oh. Yahoo writer, he, he Sam Hankey has been giving him nothing for all these no. years, and Woj has been killing him, oftentimes rightly so, in my yeah. opinion. But then Jerry Colangelo leaks Sam Hankey's letter, not to Woj, yep. but to ESPN. Oh my god! And then Woj does a turn, and Woj, Woj really just, sticks just it to Jerry. Really gets to Jerry. Yeah, that yeah. was great. That, okay, that's so, one critique. So that so the second critique is now this one I think is more real. So I don't know whatever was going on behind the scenes, but agents hated Hinky. Yeah. And I think this is a valid critique because you can need those agents at some point to be on your side. You're going to need to sign players at some point. Yeah. So I don't know what he was doing, but he was pissing agents off. Yeah. And I and and I agree. We like that's and we'll get into some of the later about, you know, what what the big things that I think went wrong that led to this. Uh, but you're absolutely right. But that that is definitely a thing but at the same time like and i'm not going to defend him because there's there's a lot of things he did that he really screwed up on specific things but there's also a lot of this is like you know what what agent wants their player to go to a team that they know is going to be really bad yeah but okay, because I, agents know they're tanking right but you can but there are things you can do to make to sort of make it up with those agents. Yeah. So they got to hit the salary floor. I mean, actually, it's more complicated than that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. how the salary floor yeah. actually works. But, okay, say they actually have to hit the salary floor. You sign a few of those agents' players. You say, okay, we'll throw these guys yeah. a few million. We'll throw a few million mm-hmm. there. You know, who cares? We'll sign them to like a one-year contract. You know, kind of keep the relationships yeah. up in the league. Yeah. And, you know, but there's also, you know, agents of players that like... like I think... That who, like, Jakar Sampson's not in the league, if not for the Sixers. Robert Coverton's agent is happy that he's yeah, there. Yeah, maybe. You know? but, okay, I, but I get you. But also, like, like, and then we'll, I think the one big one that got out in the news was this Porzingis wouldn't meet with him. Right, Porzing- no, but Okafor didn't want to go there either, apparently. No, because would you want your client to go to L.A., right, New, or York, New York, or the Sixers? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right? Especially if they already have Nerlens and Embiid there. So yeah. you know your client's going to be in a jam. You know your client's not going to make as much money. I mean, this is common sense. If right. I was Porzingis, I'd, I'd say, don't go to Philly. Go to New York. 
And look and what it, happened. It, it happens. Look, look, look what happened to him. It happens all the time, too. I mean, Kobe Kobe famously wouldn't play for New Jersey. No. You know, Why, like, honestly, if you're an agent, you want them to play in New York, L.A., maybe right. Miami. Yeah. Or, or, that's it. I mean, I think... Or a place where you can get playing time. I think what Hinky's thinking was, was, look, we're going to land a star via the draft. Yeah. And after we have our star... We'll I'm, go from there. I'm so good. I will build, you know, I will build around that star and everyone, everyone will forget... That we're bad, everyone will forget. You know, money talks, basically. Money talks, yeah, and it does. I mean, you look at. I, I, but I still think I still think he made an error. Oh, in, definitely. And yeah. I think if I think if he had to do it over again, he would kind of smooth those relationships yes, with agents yes, yes, and yes. be a little more friendly to quote unquote basketball guys. Yeah, and also I think he probably would have been a little more friendly with the media. Yes, yes. Because yes. the thing is, he's when he talks, he's great. He's great. Wonderful. Throw an interview there, throw an interview yeah. there. I mean, you yeah. hear these guys always complain. I mean, when you met him, too, he was like, off the record. This is off the record, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so. But he's, yeah. And then, and but also, I think one thing that fans forget is the star. It starts with the star. Right. Okay. Yeah, you know, because is... if you look at Golden State, when Steph Curry was drafted, how many people on that team were on the team when they won the championship? The answer is zero. Right. Once Steph Curry came, and remember they had Monte Ellis, and they did the same thing. They drafted the best player at the same position, and then they said, "Well, guess what? We're building Eventually around." Eventually, they traded Monte, and all the decade of being a, a horrible Golden State fan washed away. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the two things that are underrated in the NBA in terms of success are ownership. I think yep. ownership is hugely important, and the second <clears> thing you mentioned is. That star, but I think the personality of that star. Yes. So what you hear about Steph Curry is that he's the first one into the gym working out. Mm -hmm. So what that does, and also in that he, you know, gets treated the same as all the other players. So what that means is he sets an example of the work ethic that is expected of the players, and that and that allows the coach to coach. Yeah. The coach can coach everyone. Tim Duncan, the same same yeah. same thing. Yeah. And you know when you look at sort of other teams that maybe have failed, you can you can look directly at their stars. Yeah. Like James Harden, something tells me James Harden is not setting the best example. Nope. Same with Carmelo. Yeah. And, you know, those teams, you know, the culture there is lacking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, okay, so where do we think Sam, our good friend Sam Hinkie, where do we think he went wrong in his three-year tenure? Uh, before that. Oh, jeez. You always hey, do, you, I, I, Look, I want to get... You have a long history. I've got it, a long history. But there's also other critiques, and this is something that's made me laugh. Because oh sorry I guess I, I I guess I skipped over some other critiques yeah because I'm listening to podcasts and like here's what every podcast I heard did they go you know but he wasn't good at drafting he wasn't good at drafting and right Bill Simmons ripped him for not drafting and then here's what he does he goes through the draft and he goes the first draft well Nerlens that was a good pick and and Michael Carter Williams well he was rookie of the year and then they got the Lakers pick so that's good okay whatever whatever next year Embiid. Okay, I would have picked him too because he was the best player or whatever. Everyone and would then, have picked him. And then Saric, okay, we don't know about him, but he'll come over or whatever. And then Okafor, well, he was probably the best player at the time. The Okafor was supposed to go number one. Yeah, so so I would have picked him there too. Well, I, should, I should clarify. The year before, everyone thought yeah. Okafor was going to go number one. Everyone yeah. would have picked Towns. Yeah, and then they go, oh. And then it's like, wait a minute. So you would have done everything he did, but he's bad at what he did. It's weird though. It's it's it, you all the draft picks he did are defensible. Yeah, they're all defensible. But it's kind of like as a collection, 
there seems to be something wrong. Yes. Because, and this is one of the areas I think he went wrong, is that, and again, we don't know how these things work. We don't know what their draft models are, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. We don't know the scouting, any of that data. But I think one of the things that we're learning is more important is character. Like, the, the personality of these guys. Like if you, there was a some article somewhere I can't remember where, uh, but one of the things Draymond Green had, he's a second round pick, you know, and obviously he's been very successful mm-hmm. on the personality measures in terms of grit and like leadership. He scored off the charts. Yeah, and I think that's where it seems like they've gone wrong because you know there's this stuff coming out of Philly about Nerlens trashing this house. Mm-hmm. So it seems like maybe he doesn't. We don't again. We don't know, but it seems like maybe he doesn't have the best character. There was a lot of stuff about Joel Embiid and his character. Yeah. And Okafor got in how many fights? Yeah. So it seems like maybe they weren't prioritizing high character guys. And I know you draft the best player available, but he drafted three centers in a row. Yeah. So I'm not ex- I'm not sure exactly what he should, should have done different. I think what we're going to come down to is the Okafor pick. Yeah. And that... But it's like, who was he supposed to take? Yeah. Like, Moutier? No. He's the worst shooter in the league. No, no, he's 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 when you were in Thailand, he turned it around. Okay, he's been so, very so good. now he's great. Okay, his plus minus has been really good. Okay, recently. but can he shoot? I don't know if he can shoot. No, yet, he but can't he's, shoot. The, the Nuggets have him. No, he's well. okay. He's okay. But let's not pretend that he. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like who Hazonia? Like I think there were a lot of people who wanted Hazonia. Yeah, but um, he's whatever. But, uh, well, no, it's it's I mean Hazonia really hasn't played this year. We don't Por- really know. How I mean Porzingis is. But the nobody one. was going to pick Porzingis. No, they booed him. No, they booed him. Yeah, exactly. So his own team booed him. Yeah, like so let's stop like pretending that, that Porzingis was this, and let's stop pretending that he's not shooting forty-two percent now. Now Porzingis is good. I he's mean, good, yeah. but he also is in a totally different did, now, situation. Did they have another pick in that draft? They didn't, right? Who? Yeah, in last year's draft, the, the Sixers. Sixers didn't, they, oh, they just had second Okafor. round. Yeah, nothing yeah. came through because this Denver got uh, Jokic, who apparently yeah, is really like, great. Who, if they could have got him. Maybe they'd be different. Yeah, but, but I mean, it, like, it's also, also it's, it's just, they just really got screwed. That's what, what what I think. What it really comes down to is I think Hinky made mistakes in terms of like the culture he built because you hear some things about him not really relating to the players well or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of that I just dismissed because I don't think he thought any of them were going to be there. So it's like I think that's part of it. I think if he would have had the star, he would have. Yeah, you know, but 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 also to your point of of. You know, the intelligence and the grit. There are a lot of really smart, gritty, hardworking players that aren't good enough for the league. Yeah. It's not just that. No, it's not just that. And there's also really great superstars who are also shitty people. I, you know what yeah, I mean? They're shitty people, but I think they have a lot of, like, I, I don't, I think if you look at, I th- and I, you have to go through all the, the champions, they may be shitty people in, in some ways, but I think they are, have, they're strong character in terms of locker room guys. Like if you look at the past champions, they but, all had a really good, strong lock. So Curry is this nice guy, apparently, yeah. great leader. Yeah. Same with Draymond Green. Uh, before that, we have the Spurs. Mm-hmm. We have the Miami Heat teams. Wade, Bosh, and LeBron all seem like you know maybe they do some shady stuff, but generally high character locker room guys. But the critiques of Nerlens and Okafor has nothing to do with the locker room. Those no, are out outside incidents. Yeah, but I think I don't think those particular stories you would see. You would never see that story about Curry. You would never see it about Duncan. You would never yeah, see it about Wade. Yeah, but those two are like. No, I'm going. I'm just going through the past champions. You would never see it about Nowitzki. Um, and I can't remember the championship before that. Well, I mean, there's stories <laughs> of LeBron. There's stories of 
the Kobe. Lakers. Yeah, I mean Kobe. There's d- stories of Shaq, but it's just, I mean, it's just all like, those stories are just cheating. Yeah, well, but none of those stories. What's Nerland's story? Smoking weed. Yeah, but no, well, it's more no. He could, put, he put. Uh, let's go into the story. The story is he trashes a house. There's weed everywhere. Which again, okay, that's every tw- every single twenty year old yeah. with their buddies in a house is going to yeah. leave weed everywhere. Uh, or I mean, most twenty year olds. But the weird thing is the death threats that he, uh, that he did to the homeowners. The homeowners demanded the money back, and then uh, then a, then a gravestone shows up at their house. I mean, that's weird. It's weird, but like, come on, like, okay, so, so you, you would never have that story about Dwayne Wade or or Nowitzki or Kobe or any of those guys. Mm. Kobe, Kobe's not sending a gravestone to someone's house. No, but I mean, he he raped the woman. Okay, all right. Let's okay, not get the gravestone thing Let's in not... a weird way could be just like a funny, weird joke. No, 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 no. It's it, okay, whatever. Right? Let's let's mailing someone a gravestone versus what Kobe did. Let's let's come on now. Right, let's right. Let's, let's not get. Let's, let's, okay, not, let's again, not get into that. Let's yeah. not ruin Hinky's special ruin, moment. Let's not ruin Hinky's special with, moment with, with Colorado. With, with Colorado. Uh, so so let's go back to where do you think? Like what 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 mistakes do you think he made over his three year tenure? Okay. There's a few things that he definitely did wrong. Like, if if I'm to step back, I will say this. I am not surprised this happened. I'm not surprised he... When they signed um, Jerry Colangelo, I mean, I, that was the first thing I tweeted. I was like, he's probably gone. And people were like, well, why didn't they fire him? And I thought... What? I think I told you he was gone, and you argued, and you said, "No, it's fine, it's fine." Well, at first, no, I was like, "He pro- he could be gone." The one thing I thought was, "There is a great," and and this is my first reaction, and I know what you're talking about. My first reaction was, "Jerry's going to take over the team because he's a snake, and there's no way he's going to take over this team." So he must have told owners, "Let this place ride out." Fire Hinky at the end of the season, and I'll bring in my guy. Right. I'll bring in Brian. Right, which is exactly what which is exactly what was happened. happening. Now, that was my first initial reaction. And then it seemed like they were kind of working together. You know? Maybe. I mean, that's what was being portrayed. But that press. was being portrayed. So then that was me thinking, maybe this could work. Maybe this is a Jerry West thing in Golden State. Maybe this thing works. There's right. a chance. Because the other thing is, Hinky was making the owners a ton of money. Mm-hmm. All his JaVale McGee signings. Yes, we got a first round pick. We also, it's a, it's the salary cap loophole saved the owners $10, $20 million. Right. And even in his letter, he was like, hey guys, you know, you only spent $73 million while other teams spent $200 million. Yeah. Like, so the owners on one hand, even though they don't like the results are like, hey, this snake, this snake hinky is, is a genius. He's, he's. He's found these. Well, he's making I mean, us I money. I think the problem. So if we're going. The Sixers if we're were moving, a profitable. If we moving team. to the to Colangelo hiring, the Jerry Colangelo yeah. hiring, um, you know, I think it was it was a black eye in the league. Yeah. I think you know the rumor is Silver was involved. Everyone's denying that, but I think I'm pretty sure Silver was like, "Yo, we cannot have." They were like, what 0 and 22 or something. Yeah, they were bad. And they're <clears throat> 0 and 22, and Jaleel Okafor is fighting the city of Boston, yep. and he's driving 200 miles on a bridge like silver's like okay enough is enough guys yeah like we tolerated this for two years like this third year come on like get it together yeah let's save some face here well yeah and then we'll never know the actual we'll never know exactly what happened but there was definitely conversations had and and that's one thing kinky messed up you can't have the number three pick your rookie 
out on the streets punching people and not have a press conference. Right. Like, that's a huge mistake, right? Yeah. And ultimately, those are things that he did that, why I was like, yeah, you're probably going to get fired. The Hinky's biggest issue was he believed in his plan to the extreme. He flew too close to the sun. Yeah, he did. That's really what I think it was. There's two things. I think there's two things. His problem was, I think I think he, there was a, a level of arrogance, and it's really reflected in his letter too. Or I think he was just like, I could do whatever I want. Like I think ownership had told him, like, what do you did he have a six year contract or something? He had like a really long contract, four or five, yeah. Oh no, maybe it wasn't six years because I think he only had a few months left on it. But I think he thought like the owners know my plan. I don't have to talk to the media. I don't have to deal with these agents. I'm my job's fine. We're gonna get a star eventually. Everything will work out. I who cares? Like so, Okafor punched a guy. Whatever. See, that's where I would differ mm-hmm. because I don't think it's arrogance. I think it's just like this is my plan and I'm sticking with it. This is what this is it. Like if you're like, hey man, like this is my diet. Yeah, but there. This is my diet, and this is what I'm yeah, doing. Okay, but and if someone offers you a piece of cake or offers you, you know, one car, right. you're like, nope, nope. And you're like, dude, you might die. You need this carbon. You're like, no, this is the plan. I'm yeah, sticking to it. Yeah, but I mean, it. even people on the diet, when I'm when I go on those diets like that too, there's a bit of condescension. Like, oh no, I am on this diet. And I think Hinky was like that. There was condescension towards other people. Well, I think part of it is also like he knows his plan is so extreme that. The best way to do it is just do it. Just do the plan and do that. Now, there's some... I, I don't want to call it arrogance. I think there's... Mis, he misjudged how he was perceived and how these things do matter. You know, like... I don't think it was like, I'm not going to talk about Okafor because I don't need to. I think he was just like, we don't talk. That's it. We just don't talk. Right. This but never realize that, well... The perception of that is going to be arrogance. It's going to be people hating you. And then the truth is, Adam Silver might be like, hey, enough of this shit. Talk to Jerry. And the problem with talking with Jerry is Jerry's a snake and he'll take your team from you. Yeah. So, okay. So any other mistakes Hinky made before we get to the Colangelo hiring? Yeah. There's a couple things. I mean, he started the season. This is him flying too close to the sun, you know? Why don't you have a point guard in the beginning of the year? Right. Just just get a point guard. Right. You know, but he was like, no, I want that, you know, we're, we're going to use, we're going to bring in TJ McConnell. We got Tony Roden. We got Kendall Marshall. Guys that are injured who aren't going to play. Right. And it's just like, whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, having no vets on the team. I'm a big believer that you have to have some vets. Luke, right. Luke uh, Rashad Mbamute. 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 The prince. The prince. I can never say his name. Uh, shout out to him royalty uh you know we had them last year and this year they were like no vets we'll use that for guys like christian wood and it's better to find a diamond in the rough because these vets aren't really going to do anything and blah blah that's a mistake also i think another critique is they seem to not be able to develop players now this is again a little hard to tell from the outside yeah but if you look at organizations like utah and san antonio it's like they seem like they can take almost anyone and turn them into an NBA player. And none of the Sixers players seem to have gotten better over time. 
I will. Slightly... And I don't know if that's vets or I don't know where or assistant coaching. Like I don't know where that comes from. I'm gonna disagree with that, and, and not that so strongly. But let's be honest: the guys that the Spurs develop, it takes a while. Danny Green didn't become Danny Green until spending years in the D League, coming back and back and forth. So, I mean, remember, we're only just finished our third year. Right. And that first year, he didn't even have his roster. So the guys he drafted have really been there for a year, maybe two. So to say they haven't developed that much when you're Jeremy Grant, Mm -hmm. you know, who I think is showing really good signs. I think Robert Covington has been showing good signs of playing. So to say they can't develop a guy, that's really saying, hey, you can't make a second rounder a great player in a year. Well, the Spurs don't really do that. The Jazz don't do that. It takes it know, takes, it takes them two years. It takes them two years. But <laughs> Kyle also, guys, Anderson, Kyle Anderson's playing. You know, he's playing meaningful minutes for the Spurs now. Yeah, Kyle Anderson's great, but he's also he was a first round pick. Well, he was the thirtieth pick. Yeah, so. but people had him going earlier. Like he's yeah. you know where someone like no, but I'm saying like you know MC. I mean, probably MCW is just bad. Yeah, but I mean, he Nerlens really hasn't improved. Um, well, yeah. Embiid, who knows. And yeah. Okafor, I mean, Okafor's trade stock is probably lower now than it was when he was drafted. Probably. But he got better towards the second half. He's way better the second half than the first half. All right, all right. But also, like, but to your point, not having enough competent players hurts that development. I think they're really into, like, we're going to get individualized sports science, like, super, like, we're going to teach Jeremy Grant. You know, even in his letter, like, or I think it was the Zach Lowe podcast, you know, the little things and things like that. But I think they missed the bigger picture thing that playing good basketball is part of the development. I think they they very went to a very individualized, like, if we can get Jeremy Grant to do this, this, this in practice, he'll be great. But he needs a point guard, you know, like, let's not waste two or three years of him not be able to get him the ball. So... I think that's a major critique. I think that's a, that's a, and look, if he had signed Ish Smith, if he had one vet on the team, they're not one in 26. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what's so you weird. Know, or people, oh in 26 or whatever. People have touched and on then this, they but don't... It's, well, it's so weird about this whole situation. It's like, it was so, it's so close to have working. So close. It's like. If the Lakers would have taken Okafor, yeah. they would have had D'Angelo Russell. Absolutely. They'd be fine. If Embiid doesn't if get hurt. they would have got the first, if Embiid maybe would have come back sooner. I mean, if Embiid was hurt when they drafted him. No, no, but if he wasn't hurt, the well, Cavs then, take him. The Cavs take him, then they and have, we have Wig- Wiggins, Wiggins or Parker. But I don't know, Wiggins or Parker aren't superstars. I don't but think. but the perception it would is. be different. And uh, let's see, what else? What else would have happened? Oh, even if they would have got the number one pick any of these years. Any of these years. Yeah. They yeah. would have Towns or Wiggins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you know, if they would just would have won one of those initial games, I think they would have been fine. It would have been absolutely fine. If, if, if Okafor losing, doesn't punch if, someone, yeah, but it's not on tape. Yeah. So yeah. there's all these little things, and I think this is kind of the hardest pill to swallow about being Hinky fan. And someone, I, I'm sorry, I should have looked it up before the podcast said, it's like if they canceled Lost after season three, because like Hinky has created this mystery. We don't know what he's going to do. He's got all these parts. We know he has to trade them. He's got. You know, the Lakers pick. He's got the Kings pick swaps. He's got the Kings 2019 
first round pick. Yeah, I, he's I got just, all these parts to play just with. Like he really just he, he, you just give him one more year. Yeah, I yeah. think I think firing after next year, if he didn't find that star or yeah. didn't show progress, would have been fine. But it's like. It just need. It's just, just like, why did you cancel it that during the season? Like, yeah, like tough. what? Like, you know, they 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 were gonna wrap up the storyline next season. You right. know, like we would have seen it. We would have seen. I want to know who does Hinky think is better, Nerlens or Okafor? Right. Does right. Embiid play? Is Sarich any good? Do you draft? You know, who does he value? Who does he? All these fun little things that we've been like playing around in our brain. We'll you're never gonna, get to. You're going to deprived of it. Well, we're just. So should we know. move to the Colangelo hiring? Uh, Brian or Jerry? <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. So I think. I mean, I think they. You know, they brought him in to save face, and you know, I think we probably both think that what happened behind the scenes is that he, he was probably working ownership to get his son in, you yeah. know, and eventually he achieved that. Well, Peter Vesey tweeted out uh, just recently. You know, when Jerry signed up, he said, "How long till Brian's there?" And he said, I told him three times to hire Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's So that's right. from day one. Yeah, from day one. Day one. Because they were, they were probably like asking him like, hey, can you come in and help with this? And he's probably yeah. saying, don't hire me, hire Brian. Yeah. And don't hire a- me, hire Brian. And they're like, no, we want to keep Sam. Uh, you know. Yeah. And there's also a part where, you know, Colangelo, Jerry wanted to buy the Suns. He couldn't do it again. And that there was possibly an ownership stake in this. Oh, right. And there's been a lot of rumors that they're trying to sell the Sixers. Right. One, because they want to buy. One, uh, Apollo Management has lost them a lot of money recently. Oh, yeah. They lost money this last couple of years, right? Yeah. So, and that's part of, that's one of these unforeseen things that I think Kinky didn't predict or could have predicted that, hey, these owners that were like, hey, you have five years. Well, if you lose 20% of your net worth, you might say, wait a minute, no more. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have five years anymore. Yeah, I need that money. They need to. I need to sell this team. Well, yeah, part of if they're trying to sell a team, they need to pump up the value, which is like getting some stars or some some semblance of, you know, respectability. Um, All right. So should we move to the letter? Yeah, let's go to the letter. Because I will say you like the letter. Oh, yeah. I thought the letter was I was not a fan of the letter. So I've been basically defending Sam Hinkie, but I will say the letter completely changed my mind on Sam Hinkie. Like I read that letter and I thought it was very hard to get through. Like it wasn't clear at all. And I think that's a sign of, you know, not a smart person. Typically intelligent people write very clearly. And I don't think his writing was, was that good at all. Um, and it felt like that letter to me was him trying to prove how smart he was. Like it felt very needy. And, you know, in the first part of the letter, he talks about, oh, how good investors don't think they're that smart. But then the rest of the letter is, let me show you how smart I am. And to me, it's, I thought, I actually thought Sam was a pretty smart guy. But after reading that letter, I'm like, no, this is a guy just who knows how to trick people into thinking he's much smarter than he actually is. Well, I mean, I disagree with that sentiment in that. If you think he's a smart guy, I mean, we know he's a smart guy. Well, yeah, but he, there's. I mean, you, I mean, he didn't fake his way through there's Stanford. A, there's a difference, you know, right, but come okay. loud. He didn't Halliburton to the Wait, Rockets. But where did what, what 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 type of degree did he get? Did he get an MBA? Is that what he has? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you. I've been around <laughs> MBAs. Okay. I've okay. been around a lot of MBAs. Okay. I've never met a smart MBA. All right. I mean, maybe one or two. Okay. I've been, I, but I used to work in the Anderson. Uh, 
whatever coffee shop and I would be around them. Man, they are some of the dumbest. They're like they're they're they are business bros. Okay. And Josh Harris listening to his little press conference, that's what he is. But yeah, there's not having an MBA definitely doesn't make okay, you smart. Okay, yeah. I agree that having an MBA doesn't make you smart, but I don't think that enough smart people have talked about Sam Hinkie and said that he's smart. Yeah, that's, that why, smart. That, that's why I thought he was smart. No, but he's I think smart. He, I think he just can trick, trick you. I think he, no. I think he comes no. off as smart, no, but no, he's no. not. No, 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 no. He's actually not that smart. No, no, he's really smart. I mean, there's. I think he's undeniably smart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. After okay. reading that Look, letter. Cause, okay. All right. All right. Let's, so, so let's critique that. Richard. Okay. Well, okay. Hold on. Hold Let on. me quote someone. Because if, okay. if Sam Hankin yeah. gets to quote, quote a away. billion people, quote I'll away. quote someone. Richard Feynman said, if we can't explain a concept to a freshman college student, we don't fully understand that concept. Okay. And Sam Hankey, I don't think, could fully under, fully explain anything. And that, well, that letter was, was unintelligible in parts. Well, I will totally disagree with your quote. Okay. I think there's people who are really smart that aren't good at communicating. You can be really, really smart and almost too smart. Yeah. Th- I worked that. with a guy, the last CEO of my company is a genius, but he's awkward as, as hell and he's not good at talking and he has a business partner that, that is. You know what I mean? Right. Like, come on. The guy's smart. He might not be a good writer. He might not be good at communicating. He might be too smart. I don't know. That letter really, really rubbed okay. me the wrong way. Let me get no, into No, and some... that's fine. So he... The... Well, well, let's one, one thing I want to clarify that I think sure. miscommunicate. It wasn't a resignation letter. No, it, what it was, it, was, it, was a, it was like an FU letter. No, no. It was a letter to the shareholders, the owners. This is something that... No, it was a letter to the shareholders saying, look how smart I am. Look at all the good stuff I did. You will rue the day you fired me. Okay. That's what that letter was. This is what they do. All right. So here's one thing I did. I went and read Warren Buffett's letter uh-huh. to his shareholders mm-hmm. that he writes every year. Right. How many pages do you think that is? I don't know. 16, 18? 30. Okay, look. These not, things. And you know what he does? I'm not, I'm not critiquing the length. Yeah. No, no. But do you know what it looked like? It was the same format. No, no, that's what he was, was doing. All yeah, yeah, over no, the place. No, he says that in the beginning of the letter. He says, "I'm copying a whatever a report to shareholders." And that's what it was. That's what I'm copying. But okay, yeah, okay, you can admire that type of writing, and that's what you're copying. But the sentiment of the letter, what I'm saying is, in that letter, what he's doing is he's he's laying out what a smart person he is, and what a brilliant guy, what he, and you know this brilliant plan I did, and you guys are all making a mistake. I think there was a part of that. But I also think that... Well, what's, what, what do you, why do you think he wrote the letter? Just to be like, let me get my thoughts on the process out there. Well, no, because it's his job. It's his job to write that letter. And it's his job to explain to the people that pay him, the owners of this company, how the businesses work. The, you know, your quarterly or your annually report. This is what we did. And when I read the Warren Buffett letter, it was the same thing. It was, we did this. And it was, it was in that weird kind of like, weird spacing. And it was like... We bought Geico. This is what Geico happened. This is this. And then he would do a quote from some weird person. And then he would go to the next thing. And then we bought Coca-Cola. And then Coke shares did this. And people said this. And what happened was we were wrong at first. And then this happened. And it's that's what those things are. It's like if he wrote a haiku 
And he was like, hey, I'm no, writing I, a haiku. Look, I, and everyone's I, I, like, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why I, is this thing five, I, seven, five? Matt, I, I understand what the form of the letter is. Like, but I, that's what those letters let's talk are. talk about the content. And that's what those contents are. Is, this is what we did. This is what I did with your money. Sure. And but there's a, way there was of saying, a lot of it was... There's a way of saying this is what I did without coming off as, you know, like self-aggrandizing. But that's what those... Th- like, the whole point is, this is what I did with your money. It has to be self-aggrandizing. I, but if you're resigning, like, who cares? Like, I don't know. I don't know if you need to write that letter. Just say, but look. What I'm saying is that letter, it, it's that letter is what that letter is supposed to be. Plus he resigned. And I think one of the things and, and look, and I'm not saying it's a perfect letter. And there is a lot of what you're saying in it. There is a lot of like protecting himself and doing things and explaining things like, you know, Jalil Okafor scored 17 points the first game. It's like, yeah, okay, well, then you you did leave out all the parts where he's not a good basketball player. Right. So he's protecting <laughs> you did, himself. You, you right. left out all the parts about how he doesn't know how to play defense. Yes, yes. And probably is completely antiquated in the current NBA. Yes, and but he also starts and, out with saying, look, here's you're going to hear a lot of things about me that I think are wrong. You know? And he, and this is what he broke down. This is the plan. And he said, this is this is where you're at as an owner. Because remember, these billionaires, they don't really know basketball. These are dudes who are investing and they're watching. They turn on ESPN and they hear this thing's a shit show and it's this and blah, blah, blah. But what the thing that I got from it, besides all the crazy quotes and all the fun stuff, is to me, it seemed like a warning and a cautionary tale. It was like, look, the plan was to break this thing down and we had a plan. You guys are very close to throwing that plan away. Well, they already Don't, threw it away. They already, maybe. We'll get to that. But, so be careful. Because like Warren Buffett says, when you're, you know, we're really close to something good. And now's not the time to pivot. So I think it was a part of that. I think it was saving his, I'm not going to pretend it wasn't saving his ass for a lot of it. But I think it was like, hey guys, you don't believe this. And fucking you're gonna turn on espn and a mean's gonna say i'm an idiot and all these things and you're gonna hear all this stuff but here's the truth between me and you 12 this is the plan and look at where we're at this is what's going on just keep going this direction don't don't screw this up you know yeah um and honestly the big thing about that thing and i mean look it's weird i'm not gonna pretend it's not weird it's a Sam Hinky letter address and it's the bird stuff and, you know, but like, it, you know, I read the Warren Buffett one and again, I'll go to it. Like at one point he just goes, no one knows what quote the day after quote will look like. I think, however, that Einstein's 1949 appraisal remains apt. I know not with what weapons World War Three will be fought, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. That's the language they speak in. Warren Buffett is their hero. He's right. trying to talk to them in their billionaire language in this format that they're used to. Where you and I, like, before I read Warren Buffett's thing, the thing was way more confusing than... Look, no, you know, I understand all that. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying I didn't like the content of the letter. And I think the, the two things that rubbed me the wrong way the most was his little bit about Robert Covington. Where he goes, 
look, I'm not perfect. I made a mistake. Oh, that was I, I, you know, I let Robert Kevington get away, and he's (laughs) such a great basketball player. Luckily, I snapped him back up again. It's like the worst humble bag possible. It's like, like, look at my mistake, me bragging about my talent evaluation and getting this guy. Um, And then the second thing is when he's like, uh, he talks about how Danny Ainge, like, uh, you know, got two second round picks for Joel Anthony or something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Ainge got one executive of the year vote. Mine. I thought that was the best part of it. Oh my God. Think of how, think of his mindset. He basically said, look, if you can outsmart me, you're the fucking best executive. Which is completely self-aggrandizing. Exactly. I was telling you what the letters content was. But you just talked about how you want players that have this attitude and this toughness and this grit. That is the best. If you're better than me, if you can take a second round pick from me, you're executive of the year. That was his that mentality. Is, that is that so is, beautiful. That is why that he is failed. the best. That, that is, is that why he failed. That is the that absolute, is such hubris. absolute um, best. Maybe, absolute best. Maybe the executive of the year should have been the best executive that year. Like instead of the guy who made a second round pick trade. Ah, oh, so it's good. like saying, okay, you know what? That was a great cu- crossover uh, on me. You get the MVP. Yeah. Instead no, of I, the guy who's the best player in the league. Yeah. No, I bet. I bet the person who scored the most points on Kobe is gets, Kobe's gets, MVP. Gets That's Kobe's what he thinks. MVP. Kobe's like, hey, if you can beat me, and you get my vote. Is a lame way of thinking. I love in my it. That was my That's favorite part. Like, that was my favorite part of the after, whole letter. I was like, I was all about Hinky, but then I read the letter. I'm like, fuck this guy. This nope. guy sucks. That was the best. If you're better than me, you're executive of the year. If you can beat me, if you can't right. beat me, you ain't nothing. So when you got anything bet. else on the letter, I'm done with the letter. Yeah, I mean the letter, whatever. I think the big misconception is it wasn't a resignation letter. Like, get over that. Like, people who are like, this is the weirdest way for resignation because it wasn't fucking resignation. Oh, yeah. Well, I never, I. No, uh, you didn't. I never heard, I know, I never heard anybody even say that. So I guess guess I travel in slightly. Yeah, a lot of Slightly more elevated NBA spheres. Well, and also. Just slightly. The fact is, it wasn't supposed to leak. Well, no, 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 no. Come on. He. No. Maybe he didn't leak it himself, but he knew that thing was getting out. I think he, he had. A worry that it was. I mean, look, these are. There's no way. There's no. He wrote that thing for public consumption. No. People say, "Oh no, he wrote that for the share." No, he wrote that for public no. consumption. He emailed 100%. it to twelve people. Yeah, and you don't think twelve people aren't going to leak it? If I'm a billionaire, I don't let that shit out. If I'm a billionaire whose team is a disaster and it's a failed one of my failings, I don't let people see that. Are you kidding me? Well, okay, you. No, no, but you're, you're, especially an email. So you're emailing, also, you're emailing it to twelve people. Well, Jerry Colangelo must have got his hands on somehow, and he leaked it. Well, he it. did. So, I mean, but also, how like, could you not hey, think it's going to leak? So you, hey, you, but also for Jerry, look, that's a ballsy thing to leak that thing because one of those owners could be like, "Don't leak our private information out. This is confidential. You don't leak this out. This is well, Jerry doesn't the care. Jerry's Jerry's gone. Well, he, yeah, he's already installed Brian. They're obviously going to give Brian at least a year. Oh, yeah. The letter is going to be old news yeah. in a year's time anyway, so it's not going to matter. But I Jerry- think this idea that, and even Sam and Meek and all those guys were saying, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be. No, he 100% knew no. it was going to leak. 100%. I think he had a... He, okay, he had, if, he didn't know, if he didn't know it was going to leak, he was an idiot then. I mean, No, I think he thought it could leak because anything could leak. But I don't think he was like... Yeah, one of these shareholders is definitely going to no, share definitely, this out. I think he definitely thought that because here's here's what's going to happen. Either the share one of the shareholders is going to love Sam Hankey, get the letter, love the letter, and leak it to be like we should keep this guy, 
Or a shareholder is going to hate Sam Hinkie, hate the letter, and leak it to be like, what? This guy was a moron. It's definitely happening. That One of those two scenarios is going to come to pass. But why would, if you're the owner, be like, hey, this guy's an idiot. He's the guy we paid all this money to. Let's make us look bad. No, you're, fi- you're moving on from him. You're, you look good. It's like you want to no. defend the current decision of moving on from him. No, I think those those types of guys, they don't like that stuff out My there. My point is it was going to leak, no matter what. Sam, if he I, didn't know that, he was an idiot. Hmm. And I think it just further proves my my thinking that the guy is, he's a guy who learned how to, he learned a lot of big words, and he learned how to convince people oh, he's smart, come on. but he's not actually smart. Oh my god, that is so ridiculous. If, he's a, if he was actually smart, he would have realized a lot of the things that we all realize now. He would have realized that you need to keep, you know, some sort of relationships with the agents. You need to, you know, keep keep the press on your side. He would have realized on, these things. Come on, He's a smart guy. He wouldn't have drafted Okafor. I mean, I think, I think we can all look at the Okafor drafting as a mistake um and i think he should have seen that coming in some way if he that was really smart not smart come on man sorry man i've completely turned on him after the letter well that's a bad decision <laughs> i mean like that's like saying like there's like do you think i'm smart sure john okay do you know how many dumb things i do and if you were to say john i uh you couldn't even get into your car why you left your keys there you're dumb no, it's it's a different no, letter. It's a different it's a different level because he's out there. His whole brand is based on his intelligence. You know, it's like if your whole brand is based on your intelligence, then you shouldn't write something like that. If your whole if John, if your whole brand was based on intelligence, like and you lock yourself out of your car, you should make sure no one knows about that. Yeah, and if I send it to the people who. I had to get the car you to fix. No one. You should tell no and one. I would be you, like, should, yeah. you should murder the locksmith okay. after he comes. All right. All right. All right. So going forward, what's your plan, John? Are you going to be a fan of this team? Yeah. Yeah. Here, here, and, here, and here's the big thing. And look, I love Sam Hinkie. I love his play. I love him on a personal philosophical level. I always love people who think outside the box. I always... That's just who I am as a person. I believe you, if you want excellence, you have to dream big. Mm-hmm. You have to go crazy. And, you know, look, you and me, we talk about this all the time. We're writers in LA. We have dreams. We want to make movies. We want to make TV shows. And remember when we first met, we were like, well, how do we do it? What do we do? What do we do? And we joked. We were like, well, you just got to keep writing and you got, you know, you got to keep grinding. You got to keep it. And I think you were the one you're like, Oh, you mean we got to trust the process? <laughs> and we laughed. That does that, that really said that? Okay. Yeah. All right. But so for me personally, as a guy who you know, look, there's a lot of people who don't dream. I got a, I got a whole town back home of people who don't dream, <laughs> and that's not to shit on my town because right. there's a lot of a lot of a, my friends are are dreamers and they're doing great things in that city or whatever. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are just they don't want excellence. They don't strive for excellence. They, they're like, this is what it is. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to be, I'm content with whatever. And Hey, you know, if I get a week off to go to the Jersey shore. Fantastic. Yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. Fine. Great. Colangelo me up. Doug Collins I'll me see, up. I'll see. I'll see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll see you there, Brian. Yeah. I'm not like that as a person. Right. <clears throat> you wanna, I swing for the you fences. Wanna misquote Abraham Lincoln. I want to misquote Abraham Lincoln. I want to dream. I'm a you know. You want a ten thousand year clock. I want a ten thousand year clock. That one that was out there. I was like, holy shit, dude. But 
that kind of mentality. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you in the middle of your <laughs> inspiring gonna, speech. Yeah. How, do, how high do you think Sam was when he wrote the letter? I mean, do you maybe, think he was under was the influence? High. Do you think he was? You, you know, know, maybe it was. A, he had a few whiskeys. Maybe and, he just like yeah. He got high. He was like one? fuck it. Let's go out. And if a, so, then he's the best. All right. If, maybe if if it comes out that he was you know mixing whiskey and opiates, then yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he was it's like, good. He was like okay. Sorry, know, sorry. You're yeah. dreaming big. Yeah. Flying close to the sun. Yeah, and I don't believe in that. I I will never believe that the way something has to be done is the way it's always been done. Of course not. Right? And that is a guy who, you know, as corny as it sounds, like, it's inspiring to me. Guys like him, guys like Buffett, you know, all these other people that I read, these great thinkers, like, I love that. I love thinking outside the box. I love, you know, entrepreneurship and trying different things and Everything I've done in my life has been that way. So to be able to have my favorite team that I grew up with have that a guy that does that. that, that embodies that, is Jesus Christ, that was so much it fun. It was a beautiful three years. It was wonderful. It was great. And man, like when he would fucking swindle the kings, like, oh. ugh. He did win ugh. every trade. Say every what you will. Every single trade. Say what you will, he won every trade. Yeah. But, like I said, he flew too close to the sun. And I'm a realist and he probably should have got fired then. He should have got fired when they brought in Jerry. I'm not surprised this happened, but I will say this. I'm very proud that he quit. Oh yeah. Yes. Very proud he quit. hundred percent. Because I've been in that. You can't stay there when Brian Colangelo comes in. I've been in that exact position couple times in my life i was at a job and it was the same thing it was like look they hired someone over me without discussing it they put me in a bad position and literally because they would have kept sam hinky on that's what they said oh yeah yeah they would have kept them on and he could have ran all the loopholes and saved them all their money yeah. and, and done all that stuff but and that was my job the my boss literally said like i was like there's not enough work for me and they were like well, you can go in your cubby and hide, and you can just collect a paycheck. And it was a good paycheck. Oh, if any any blogger, if you're a blogger out there, you, you that should, money was more than you're making. You should have had that. You should have done that job and started a blog, John. But the problem is, you got a dream. Not only that, I have integrity, right? And I'm not going to do that. If you screw me over, and then you try to pretend like I don't matter and all that stuff, I'm going to say I'm not taking it. And so when I read the and maybe that's why I read the letter differently or whatever. Fine, and I, I, I get read it. the letter differently because I had to hang out with a lot of MBA. Types. And then maybe so maybe that's now as I recognized all the bullshit. Yeah. So for me, it was like here's a guy that did everything he said he was going to do, whatever you wanted him to do, and he busted his ass for you. And things, yeah, weren't perfect and they were going wrong, but you can only push a guy so far. And so the fact that he. Didn't wait till the end of the year. You know, he did this thing and he and he went out his way. And, you know, hey, if that letter was, you know, maybe I'm wrong and he wanted to get it out and it was a fuck you to everyone. Hey, more power to him, you know. And so it's silly of me to tell a millionaire that I'm proud of him, you know, for, you know. <laughs> Good job, Sam. But I think part of it was like. Way to, way to, way to go, go back to your mansion with yeah, your way head, held, head held high. Yeah. And then probably join another team and get more. Millions. Right. Yeah, and yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Go back to the Rockets if, if Maury doesn't get fired. Yeah. 
but so maybe it was more like I appreciated the fact that like, hey, this guy I admired, like the thing I did was the same thing that he did. I'm just like him. I'm just like yeah. Hickey. Yeah, and it was. And I was like, okay, this is a guy I believe, and he, I think he did the honorable thing. Oh, man. You know what they should do is they really need to release, like, a hinky sneaker. Can you oh. imagine, like, a sneaker with a letter, like, written all, like, on the sides of it and all, stuff? All 13 pages? All 13 pages. And all, it's, like, no, all but written. all in binary code. Yeah, it's all in... It's, yeah, then there's, like, yeah, it's, like, binary on the sole. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, like, man, the hinky, would... like, a hinky... Like, a hink, some hinky Jordans. I would love some hinky someone, Jordans. Someone should make that. Yeah. Kanye. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah. So, look... It sucks, but you know but you're stuck. But, you root for the laundry. You root for the Sixers for now. For now, because here's why: if it, if I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, I think it's very. I think it'd be very hard to fuck this up. Now, because if MB plays, which mm-hmm. is always the if, he's him, good. Sarich is back and if they get the first or second pick and you get your guys that's what I've been waiting for and like look part of me is not that upset that Hinky's gone because I know Hinky would still be Hinky but Hinky's gonna Hinky Hinky's gonna Hinky dude these last two months I can't even watch that team right like, I went from watching every single game last year and all the games this year, but then just being like, I can't watch Okafor try to exist with Nerlens. Okay, so what if what if our, our good buddy Dell Demps gets fired in New Orleans and they bring in Hinky? Do you become a Pelicans fan? I'd probably follow him. Over yeah. the Sixers? No, no. Because ultimately for now... Th- the players on the team I still like. Like, I'm not going to abandon Embiid, Nerland, Saric, and the guys I like just because Hinky's not there. And, you know, if... Look, in a perfect world, they trade those guys to the Pelicans with Hinky and then they go, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hinky uh, gets all his old guys. Yeah, yeah, no. But, look, I love the Sixers when they were bad. I'm going to love them during this. And, look, Brian Colangelo has had his ups and downs, but he hasn't... I don't think he's like the Billy Kings. I don't think he's the Doug. No, Collins. he's not as bad as. Yeah, I, he's not as bad. He's not as bad as the worst GMs in the league. Yeah, he's done a lot of really good things, and he's done a lot of bad, a lot things. of bad things. Maybe he's learned, you know. And this situation, look, I doubt they rush it, rush it. Like I don't think they're going to go and trade their first round pick for Greg Monroe. I, I, I you don't know. know. What I, mean? I just can't. Like, I think, I don't think, I mean, Colangelo, it, I, I just have no respect for him taking that job. Like, it's just like your dad gets you the job. It's I like, have no respect for Jerry. I have no respect for Jerry, and I have no respect for Brian for taking that job. The only reason why I have you respect. You gotta be your own man. And the reason I'm holding some respect for him is he really wanted that Nets job. Right. And I think he wanted it so he didn't get the job from his dad. Oh, yeah. And when that didn't work out, look, GM jobs are tough. There's only 30 of them. There's only 30 of them. And hey, whatever. And look at that. Look at that pile of assets he has. Right. Like he could really do this right. He could really just get the first pick, 
he could trade Okafor, you know, and then have this young nucleus, sign a couple more, like do the things that Hinky would have hinkied. Right. And, you know, are if we get the first or second pick, are we not are we not the Milwaukee Bucks right now? One of the exciting th- are we not the Timberwolves? One of these exciting teams that everyone loves? Yeah, if you get Ingram. If you get Ingram, this could happen. Yeah. You trade Okafor for a competent point guard. So until <laughs> that's 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 a stretch. That's a stretch. I don't think Okafor has much value. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Danny Ainge loves him. No, I think I think Ainge is just helping him. It was just helping. No, he'll Hickey be fine. Out. We'll get someone. There's, yeah. Look, look. Not all the teams sent people to Sloan. There's, there's. It only oh, takes one true. idiot. That's it true. only takes one idiot. That's true. There's, I think there's that's, the Lakers. There's always some team. You that, guys really should have got Russell after that tape leaked. I know. You guys Okafor for Russell right there. I don't think the Lakers. I think the Lakers aren't that dumb. No, but. no. But so until Colangelo Brian does something super stupid where I can, you know. Be really mad at him. I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because he hasn't proven to be a complete idiot, and this could be very hard to mess up. Right. You know, um, look, unless ownership's like, hey, I need to sell this team within a week, you know, get signed Brandon Bass and max out, you know, swaggy V, you know, whatever. I doubt that's going to happen. From the beginning, both Jerry and Brian has said, this is a slow thing. We just need to add a little to it. So, look, Brian Colangelo takes us to a championship. That's going to be awesome. And I'm not going to forget that Hinky did it. You yeah, know? Everyone, everyone better show up to that victory parade in Hinky jerseys. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. So, that's where I'm at. I know a lot of Sixers fans right now are so upset. I know no one's still listening to this, but if they are... Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, this is look. Therapy's really expensive in LA. Right. Okay. Right. So thank you for doing this for me. You sure. know, like I'll help you with your carpal tunnel. You just oh, help yeah, me get this, get my feelings out. Let me tell this you. is this is you know this is kind of my therapy. You got any yeah, yeah. tips? So I think with this Sixers fans, like like they'll they'll calm down. You draft get get us Ben Simmons once Sarge plays once Embiid. Plays, we're gonna we're not gonna care. We're gonna be talking about why. Sam Hinkie wanted Isaiah Cannon and, you know, like all the, there's a lot of dumb stuff he did too. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I would love be, it. I would love it if he gets some votes for executive of the year. You know, be, who, you know, has to do it. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Come on. Danny Ainge. Be like, Danny, you know hook him up. Hook him up. Hook him up with the vote for number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else on Hinky? Anything else? This is your you last know, time you're allowed to talk to him, talk about him on the podcast. I know. You know what? I think the one thing I think I would believe is that he is going to learn from these mistakes. And I hope he does. And I think he's smart, unlike you, who thinks he's dumb, uh, that I think he knows. I mean, I think he knows how close he was for this working. You mm-hmm. know, he was really just like... Okafor not punching a guy, you know, one right. security guard away from this time. He was one point guard away. So, and also he might not take over a team that needs to tank. You know, mm-hmm. if he took over Orlando, he's not going to tear it down. Of course not. Of course not. He's going to trade those to, pieces. You have to pick the appropriate strategy for the team. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he might be in a better position. You know, if he, I think Orlando would be a great place for him. They got all these parts that he's got to move around and you know wheel and deal or yeah I don't think you know, he's, I don't think he's getting another job for a while he might he might not 
but I he'll learn. I just don't see who hires him. Yeah. And also, I don't think he would take a step back. Well, I don't no, think, I think he'd he's going to have to. But I don't think he'd be an assistant next year. I think he would wait a few years. And I think, maybe. no, I think he'll go back. I think if Maury gets, if they, if they don't fire Maury in Houston, I think he goes right back to Houston would be my prediction. I think maybe go back to Maury, but that's, yeah. that's his guy. But I don't know, you know, and, and the funny thing is like, uh, I forgot what podcast I was listening to. I mean, it's kind of what happened. Brian Colangelo in Toronto, you know, he drafted all these young players and then things weren't going well, but he set the groundwork and then, you know, Masai Masai came in and look Masai's fingerprints is all over that team so but a lot of that base is from Brian so maybe you know yeah I don't know yeah well good luck Sam good luck Sam play it again Sam good um, luck you know what you know what the best part actually about the letter was what was when he was the, like that paragraph that was just yup <laughs> that was pretty awesome that was great the flightless bird yeah the flightless bird what? What was the best part? Best part was when he was like, and you'll see me shortly on Twitter at Sam Hinky. Oh, yeah. Well, also, I think when he says he'll get repotted professionally, that was also great. I, I had to look up that word. Re- repotted? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a little weird. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but no, what no he's dumb. Out. He's dumb, right? He's he now he's not he's not dumb. No. My point is I heard your there's point a big and you're dif- wrong. There's a big you're difference wrong. between being in the 80th percentile in IQ and 95th percentile. And I think he's in the 85th percentile, not the 95th. I bet you he's in like the 99th. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah, B. Nah, B. Yeah. I I know a lot of people in the 99th, John, and he ain't it. No, you don't know. They wouldn't talk to you. Yeah. Well, I was in grad school with a lot of smart people. Ooh, MBAs don't even matter. Grad yeah. school. Are you even a doctor? All right, Are all you right. even a doctor? How does your wrist hurt if you're a doctor? Yeah, I know. All right. All right. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Can we wrap this up? Um. Follow me on follow me on Twitter at Sam Hankey. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Sam Hankey. <laughs> <laughs> actually oh, man you're have, you're scared you're scared that you're missing something i'm trying to think you're no trying, are you, you're scared that you haven't got all your hinky your hinky takes did yeah. he did he really get at sam hinky by the way there's been an at sam hinky for years oh and really it, it follows zero people uh-huh. it's an egg zero you know it's one Wait, of so those why things. did he does he oh so is maybe that's been him all these years no that's the thing that's been him because he follows people and that's how he keeps track of people or he's been squatting on the name yeah yeah he's following nobody yeah he follows nobody but the fact that that's a mystery solved because everyone's like who is is this the real sam hinky we so don't he know. just got the twitter account a long time ago and doesn't do anything it just just for the chance that if he ever was fired, he's like, well, I better have a Twitter account. Yeah, or he's been using it to follow, you know, secretly well, he watch. But, but he doesn't follow anybody. Oh, okay. So it has, he's... Oh, no, sorry, wait. Yeah, he he has, he doesn't follow anybody. Yeah, it's all secrets. So what is he doing? I think he's squatting on the name. Yeah, so he, must be, squat, he must be squatting on the name. Yeah, which is great. Which is why I don't think the letter was supposed to be leaked. Unless that was the whole point of the letter leaking was to let people know yeah, wait, I have a Twitter account. Exactly. If you also had, look, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to this. Yeah. So he te- he's tells the 12 investors to follow him on Twitter? Yeah. Come on. He knew the letter was leaked. That, that, no, that's because he also gun. put he also put his email, at, his real phone number and stuff that they had to redact. Well, oh, he knows if they got to redact that. Yeah, but, but if he knew it was going to get leaked, he probably wouldn't put that on it. Mm. Right? 
I don't know. If he if he knew well, if it we, was going to get leaked, he wouldn't put his you, phone number. You never tell 12 people to follow you on Twitter. No, he said. That's never he happened He didn't ever. say follow me. He said, you can see me. This is where I'll You can I'll catch be. me on. You don't like, you're not on like a group chat. It started, this is where you can get a hold of me. And then, yeah. What, like those like 12 it. investors don't have his phone number. Come no, on. That, that, that's Unless, a smoking look, gun. That's a no. smoking gun. That's how he well, knew it was if it is, then that's dope as shit. To be like, yo, ch- he might as well say, and check out my new mixtape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Look. All right. Either way. Enough. Either way. You've had enough time, John. I'm this just, is like a, the longest podcast. By you know, far. the Sixers. Well, the Sixers won a game, so I was allowed a minute. We oh, just, yeah, we just stretched it to like had, an hour and a half. We just stretched it to an hour. We've had, okay. We stretched it. We stretched it. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll, we'll be back soon. We'll be back with a regular episode. With a regular episode yeah. soon. Once yes. Matt's Thank arthritis None, heals. No, nobody is listening to this, anyways. This yeah, there are. Okay. Ian Smith, listen. Thank He's, you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, some Sixer people listen to this. Um, Sixers fans, hopefully. Yeah, probably. All or right. Sam well, until I bet next Sam, you think he's listening? Sa- he's, well, he if, if he saw the video, then I think he's listening. All right, Sam. Hey, hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. Uh, if you're listening, I actually think you're smart. I take it all back. I take it all back. The biggest. You you should hire me. Crap. You you know wherever you go, I'll I'll follow. <laughs> I will be. Uh, I don't know. I will be uh, whatever your underling oh my to God. your. I will be the Sam Hinkie to your Brian Colangelo. Oh. In, in, in Jerry Colangelo's... Oh, my uh, God. You ruined it. I will run your analytics. Yeah, oh my All God. right. Until next week. Until uh, next week. Keep hooping. Keep hooping. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hooper. There are a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper. Can you Super Hooper. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. That's terrible. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.